In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togedan.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I'm here to speak with you today, as I am every Wednesday, about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guest, Linda Franklin, I want to open up the phone lines for Collins because hopefully... Uh, today's subject, cougars, real cougar women, will uh, pique some interest. Our number is 877-864-4869. We'd love to have you jump in and join this conversation by phone, by TogiNet chat, by logging into TogiNet, or even on Facebook at our Harvesting Happiness fan page. Without further ado, I'm here to welcome our wonderful guest, Linda Franklin, who is a real cougar woman. But before we ask her to jump in, I want to define what a real cougar woman is because we all think we know what it is. And Linda has spent some time redefining that image we have of a cougar, which, by the way, I don't have a problem with because I fit that demographic of a woman in her 40s. I, 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 I don't necessarily like young boys, but I do believe that we are limitless. And a real cougar, cougar woman is a five-carat diamond with each of the five carats representing an essential facet of her life. The five carats are health, beauty, relationships, finance, and spirituality. Achieving clarity in all five carats ensures that a real cougar woman will shine just like a perfectly cut diamond. A real cougar woman realizes that she and she alone is responsible for her life. In other words, she has self-mastery. Just like an artist, she sits in front of a blank canvas every day and creates her own reality. Being a five-carat diamond allows her to be 
a woman who isn't afraid to knock down walls and crash through glass ceilings, a woman who adores men but refuses to be defined by the age of the man she chooses to be with, a woman who goes inside herself for the answers, a woman who puts her, who knows how to keep her body healthy, her beauty radiant, and her spiritual reservoir full. Oh, I love that, the spiritual reservoir. We're going to chat about that. And, and finally, a woman who puts financial freedom high on her priority list. Well, amen to that. Sister Linda, welcome. Hi, Lisa. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You know, the hurricane is over on the East Coast, uh, so a lot of people are suffering. But here in New York City, it's sunny and beautiful. Yep. Well, you know, this is a a story that I've often had the same moral outcome, which is after every storm, the sun shines. Oh, yeah. Well, as I say, in New York, we got got off pretty lucky, but um, in a lot of the other states, New Jersey, you know, all the way up to Vermont, the flooding has just been horrendous. I know. I, uh, I'm aware of that. A very dear friend of mine's aunt is, uh, she's 85 years old, and she's in Kingston, New York, without power for yeah. days. And uh, it's, it's the life we live. You know, it's complicated. It has ups and downs. It has storms. It has blackouts. And then, really, it comes down to how we're going to be with it, how we're going to roll with these adventures as they pass through our lives. Exactly right. And um, we all see that things are changing. There is no normal anymore. Uh, you know, yeah. including the climate, the economy, you know, everything is just, you know, it's just coming at us full force right now. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because this morning I was driving my kids to school. I have a, a daughter that just started high school, so I'm, I'm double fastening my seatbelt now <laughs> as I get in the car and as I drive her through life, you know. <laughs> And uh, they were talking about the Mayan calendar and saying, you know, Mom, is the world really going to end in 2012? And I said, well, you know, I think the world as we know it already has. I agree with you. I don't think the world is going to end either, but I think we're going to have to adjust how we adapt in this world now. I agree with you. And, 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 and many, of us, many of us already have. You know, we have, uh, most people I know have gone through extreme ups and downs over the last two to three years. Their lives have been turned inside out, my, my own included. But what I find with the chaos comes great opportunity. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, your show is all about happiness, and it's how we adjust to those changes, how we choose to live our lives, uh, how we adapt, um, all, all make up that happiness quotient. Exactly. You have written one book that I know of, and maybe there is another one that's either being written or has been written, but you have a book called, a bestseller called Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am, which is the real cougar guidebook for life after 40. All right, talk to us. Here we are. We're having our coffee talk now. Well, the book, I wrote the book because it was just a little, uh, just a a natural flow after after the blog, and um, it's just about what the real cougar woman is about um, is about connecting women to their power. We all have it, but a lot of women don't realize what power they really possess. So I'm out there telling them every day that, you know, there's so many things that you can do. You just have to realize that you can do them and then just go out and take the risk and, and see what happens. Uh, so it is. It's about connecting women to their power because women don't necessarily believe that they have as much as they do. 
Uh, you know, I would agree with that. And let's give our listeners a little insight into your her story, your story, because it is very um, interesting. You were born in Canada, moved yes. to New York City's New, New York City, and worked as a secretary. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. And then what happened? Well, um, I worked as a secretary because all all the way growing up, because I didn't have a college education, I believed that's all I was qualified to do. So it's, you know, it's that again, it's you that direct your path. If that's all you believe you can do, then that's all you're going to do. But something happened about age 28, and I uh, started to believe that there was more to it than that, and that I was capable of doing anything that I wanted to do, and that happiness was not something somebody could provide for me. It was something I had to dig down and bring out for myself. Mm-hmm. And that changed my whole world, because I, uh, there was no restrictions anymore. So um, I had this job on Wall Street, and I was working as a secretary, and I really liked it, but I knew that I was pretty much at the top of that ladder, and um, I wanted to have more, so I asked for the opportunity of working in the firm's trading department. And my boss, who was a very, very smart man, said to me, I'll give you the shot at it, Linda. He said, but you've got to make it or I'm going to kick you out on your you-know-what, because in our firm, we don't go backwards. So it was, a big, it was a big risk. Do I take the risk of, you know, starting at something I really didn't know very much about and seeing what happened or stay comfortable? Because I could have had that forever. And I decided to take the shot. And I worked hard, and I learned what I needed to do, and I went on to become the first female partner in that firm, um, first Canadian woman to have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange, and then later on to actually run the entire trading department. So here I was, this kid from Toronto that really had no formal education, uh, and I was running all of these Wharton and Harvard MBAs. So... You know, there's no restrictions. It's only the restrictions you put on yourself. Well, I'd like to point out to our listeners that what you did, this was in the 70s or early 80s that you made the transition? uh, Yeah, this was in the late 70s. Because I, I also have a girlfriend that was in a very similar position to you, and this was such a rarity during that time. And this woman also sort of rose to the top uh, of her game, being given the opportunity, and set it on fire. Because women, really, once they understand their power, they go. They go. They work harder. They work longer. They, they put all of their heart and soul into excelling. Well, you know, and then you have to be able to be lucky enough to have a good mentor, too. And my senior partner was my mentor, and he was, he was terrific. He taught me everything because he wasn't threatened. So many people don't want to become mentors because they don't want people to be smarter than they are. So they, they don't bother teaching. But I was very fortunate. Uh, I gained his trust and his loyalty, which you have to do. But if a man really believes in you, trusts you, knows that you're loyal to what you're doing to him and to the company, they are, they are a very, very big asset that a lot of times women don't take advantage of. I agree with you because um, the feminist movement has taught us to shun men really as our mentors and leaders and way showers. And it really is a misnomer because if you've got a good guy that believes in you in the work environment, um, I, I believe you have more doors and more opportunities opening. Be- Absolutely. Because- 
because it is a male-dominated world, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, the world has changed and our opportunities and our options certainly are exponentially greater. Um, and we're going to need to explore this further because I'm getting that 30-second that, that break notice here from my producer. So I'm sorry, Lynn, I'm going to have to come back to this. But I want to stay on this topic because it is really important about limits versus limitlessness. This is Lisa Cypress Kamen. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with my guest today, Linda Franklin. The Real Cougar Woman, or women, as we should say for today. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Are you someone who leaps out of bed to greet the morning, amazed at your good fortune every hour of the day? Or are you someone like me who needs regular infusions of inspiration? I'm Meg Pierre, a photographer, travel writer, and creator of the website www.viewfromthepier.com which focuses on the human quest to connect with self, others, and a sense of wonder. Every day, the site features a new beautiful image from my travels around the world, captioned by an uplifting quotation. This daily dose of inspiration is available free. Viewfromthepeer.com also presents monthly interviews with fascinating people I have met in my travels who offer their personal stories and wisdom along with in-depth destination stories about cultural traditions from around the world. If your day could benefit from a quick change of scenery or attitude adjustment, I invite you to visit www.viewfromthepeer.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on togedat.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I'm here today with Linda Franklin, and she is the real cougar woman. Or I should say you're here today with two real cougar women. Welcome back, Linda. Okay, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Before the break, we were talking about the glass ceiling. We were talking about, you know, definitions of feminism. And when we sort of ascribe to definitions, they may limit us. And in your case, being a woman on Wall Street in the late 70s, you really shattered the glass ceiling. Yeah, I really did. Um, it, we were pioneers. Uh, when I first came down, there there wasn't even a ladies' uh, bathroom in the, in the New York Stock Exchange, but you know that that changed uh, quickly too. But it, it was men can be a great asset to us, and a lot of women uh, don't give them the opportunity. Uh, you have to know what men like in a, whim, a woman, or what a mentor is looking for in a mentee, and. A mentor wants someone that they're go- they're going to spend a lot of time, you know, kind of honing your skills and teaching you. They want someone that knows um, is going to respond because it takes a lot of time and effort. And if it's just like kind of going through a sieve, they're going to get very tired. But I was like this sponge just soaking up all of the information that my mentor was giving me. So it kind of uh, spurned him on to, you know, keep it coming. Yep. And that was, that, that was invaluable to me. Well, you were hungry. You I had a, re- a lust for knowledge. Um, I really did. Uh, I really wanted to be successful in what I was doing because I really loved it. And was it challenging? Was he a pussycat? Oh, no. He really he was tough. But I needed that. I learned under tough. And you really, and, and in that environment, too, um, you had to have a skin kind of like a rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because a lot of women, they're, they're uber-sensitive, and, and sometimes men uh, are not giving messages uh, in the same way that other women do. So you have to learn how to respond. But the thing that I learned very quickly on is you, if you set boundaries and say, hey, this is where I'm comfortable, this, isn't, this is where I'm not comfortable, um, if you're doing your job and they like you, they will respect your boundaries. So you have to you have to set them up, and and a lot of women don't, and I think that's where they might get into trouble. Yes, and this is where the power comes in, knowing one's own power and one's worth, which can be tricky for many women who are taught to be submissive and subservient, either through our role models in life or the stereotypes that are are out there in the world through media. Yes, or yes, especially if they think all, if, if women think that all they are is a sexual object and they go to work dressed like that, it's natural that the men are going to respond to them in that way and that's when they get into trouble with, you know, the sexual harassment and, and other issues that, um, that come up a lot. And, and what I like about the real cougar woman is really, um, it's the brawn and the brains and the beauty is what makes the cougar, what, what makes us sexy. Yes, it's the confidence. It is the confidence. Yeah. You started a blog, and I'm, I'm not sure I have the order of this so, uh, correctly, but did you start a blog while you were still trading, or did that come after the, your, your epiphany? Uh, <laughs> that happened after I left Wall Street. Um, I, after I left Wall Street, like a lot of women, uh, I, I went through a very, very rough period. <clears throat> and maybe it's more of a man thing than, than a woman thing, but I was in a man's world, so it really hit me hard. I took 100% of my identity and attached it to my job. Mm-hmm. I didn't have children. I was married, but I didn't have kids, so my, my job was my baby. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't there anymore, and I said, oh, my God, who am I? Now I am a housewife, 
Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it just, it was very, very hard for me to accept not working because I had worked since I was 19 years old and I didn't know what to do with myself. I knew that I wanted something new, but I didn't know what that new was. Mm. So um, I basically retreated for, you know, well over a year trying to figure it out. And, um, and I, you know, so at that age, I was in my late 40s. So I was starting to go through menopause or the throes of menopause. You know, that's when, you know, your, your body is really rebelling. Um, you'll look in the mirror and say, oops, what's going on here? I got something that I didn't have yesterday. Where did that wrinkle come? Where did that line, where did that bag come from? Um, you know, the income stream stopped pretty much. So I had to deal with all of these issues and then the spiritual part of it that had worked for me all of those years getting me where I went all of a sudden had failed and so I said well I, I really need to see what was missing in that part as well so I I went to work um, on all of those things I, I did a lot of research on menopause and bioidentical hormones and um, I went to a lot of spiritual retreats and I and I and I went to a lot of different doctors that that had a lot of new things happening at that time that made you look better than you, you know, without the major surgery. Mm-hmm. And I started to put it all together, and um, eventually I started to feel better, and I wasn't dreading aging as much as I had been uh, yes. before. And Because aging is a big thing, and a lot of people say, well, you know, it doesn't bother me to get older, but it, it, that wasn't the case for me. I, I wasn't looking forward to turning 50, not by a long shot. So when I started to feel better and had a better attitude about a lot of things, and plus actual physical things, I was take, started to take bioidentical hormones and all, of, and all of this stuff. I was kind of my own guinea pig. And then I said, well, I can't be the only woman on the planet that's going through all of this. I'll, I'll write about it. I didn't even know what blogging was, but someone suggested I start a blog. <laughs> and so I did, and I just started to write about all of these different issues. And there are issues. I mean, they, there, there are facts. You know, I think about your description of looking in the mirror and seeing the bag or the wrinkle, and, you know, for me, it's the wild whisker. You know, I think, oh, my <laughs> God, where did that come from, you right. know? Right. And, uh, you and know, <laughs> well, 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 in my book, um, I call it the tsunami of change, and it's all—it's everything that you never dealt with before comes at you all at once. All the emotional stuff, all the physical stuff, all the spiritual stuff, and all of a sudden, it's, it's sitting there. You can't sweep it under the rug anymore because there's no room under the rug. And you say, "Oh boy, what now? I better start dealing, <laughs> or I'm going to be—I'm, you know—I'm going to be unhappy." And yes. I don't like being unhappy, so I better do something about it. Uh, but this is not the case for many women or many people. Men, men also, because women in general, they're talkers, they're yakkers. They talk about their feelings and their emotions. They may not actually be doing anything about it, but they do get it out. Whereas men don't tend to share sort of the more mercurial sides of their character with others. But we right. all go through it. It is not a gender-based crisis, you know, the, 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 the changes that happen in midlife. No, aging is, uh, well, with, with, women, with men it was, the, you know, the midlife crisis, right? And now a lot of people think, well, now it's this cougar woman thing of, you know, going out and chasing young guys. That's how women are dealing with it. But I don't think so. 
No, the majority are, are, are not. Yes, there are some women that uh, are, have developed preferences for younger, younger men, but that's been going on you know, forever. I don't right. think that that's any, any different than it has been. It's just more acceptable because there's a TV show about it. Right. And, and, it's, um, and if that's what you want to do and that makes you happy, you know, by all means, that, that's another choice. You know, it, it's, it's funny, though. I was talking with somebody about a younger men. We were talking about, oh, this one's gone after a, a young man in his 20s. And I said to this person, I said, let me ask you something. You know, you're in your 40s. If you date somebody in your 20s, don't you question whether you should diaper or bottle feed him? I mean, you know. Well, like, you know what? I get, yes, you're absolutely right. And then it's all relative. Like, if you're 60, a guy 45 can be younger than you are, and at 45, let's hope he's got his act together, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're, you're, you're de- de- dating somebody 18 or 20 or 25. Um, as you, if you're 48, somebody 33 is, you know, younger, or 35 is younger. So, it, you know, it, it keeps creeping up as you, as you age. Exactly, and there are no rules to it. You know, and there, there are, are no rules. The only rule is how happy are you? Are you, you know, it, does it work for you? Does it work for the guy? If it works for both of you and you're both happy, don't stop listening to what other people are saying because they're only out to derail you for whatever reasons that they have. Jealous. Yes. They're jealous. Yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. So um, that that's where the real cougar woman comes in. You have to just evaluate and, and know what it, if it's working for you, then more power to you. You know, keep it going. It's interesting though that women uh, that are with the younger men, and I have a lot of them in my community, are really, really not even appreciating a lot of the happiness they're feeling now because they're worried about what's going to happen ten years down the line. Yeah. When I'm 60 or 65, is he going to be out looking for a younger woman? You know, so yes. they can't even appreciate the good time because they're too busy projecting in the future. And that is the very problem, and I like to use the word problem, associated with the pursuit of happiness, the chase. Yes. You know, uh, because it really isn't about it being somewhere over there. It's about being right here within. Exactly. And and the, that is in the here and now, this moment, because it's the only one thing we know for sure. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and it's, it, it's not, sometimes it's really easier to do than other times, but, you know, you keep have to draw yourself back to, I appreciate this moment now because I don't know what the next moment is going to be. And in times like when that bad hurricane was coming, it's like, okay, you know, I have no control over this. I what? hate to interrupt you, Linda, but I do know what the next moment is going to bring, and that is our commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Linda Franklin, the real cougar woman, and we're going to get into some military service where she's directing some of her energy right now, which is an area that is very, very, very near and dear to my heart. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen and Linda Franklin, and you can reach Linda at www.therealcougarwoman.com. And here come the tunes. We'll be right back, and we are going to carry on this conversation about cougardom and service. We'll be right back. Here come the tunes. know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity 
We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I'm here today with our guest, Linda Franklin, and she is the real cougar woman. And prior to the break, we were talking about the here and now, about what it means to be a cougar, about the definition of a cougar, the opinions that others possess about what a cougar is, which may or may not include the pursuit of younger man as part of one story. But more importantly, we talked about the only one thing that we know for sure is now, is here, is today. You know, yesterday is history or her story. Tomorrow is unknown, but today is the gift that we all need to focus on. And part of us achieving um a happy life and really being present for it is the pursuit of passion, purpose, place, and meaning in the world. And this is something that I emphasize on the radio show every week, in my coaching practice, in my work with the military through Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which brings me to something that Linda and I have in common. We are both two very nice Jewish girls that have ab- 
have absolutely no connection from our prior lives to the military, yet we're called in some way to serve the men and women who are returning from service who are, who, or are uh, involved in active duty um, to, to help them and offer services and coaching and a way uh, to look at life that may be a bit differently. So, Linda, I wanted to ask you uh, about your newest initiative, which is the Combat Cougars. Well, or Shining Service Worldwide, uh, I really like the Combat Cougars, and the women love that title, but the military gets a little prickly about the, the Combat Cougar uh, t- uh, title. So um, the, new, the new blog, which is going to be launched next week, is going to be Shining Service Worldwide. Got it. <laughs> you know how prickly some men can get. In fact, it was funny. Uh, the the woman that uh, designed my shining service bracelet was was upstate and talking to some general. I don't know if he was a former general or a, an acting general, but she was telling him all about the bracelet. And she called it the Combat Cougar bracelet. And he she, he she said you should get one for your wife. He said, Why would I have my wife walking around with a Combat Cougar bracelet? That me that would seem like she was on the prowl for young guys. <laughs> oh, you know, uh-huh. so yes. not about not about you know honoring women in the military. No, no, no. That's that's just exactly where the where his mind went to the oh she she don't advertise that you're out looking for young guys. And so we're going back to shining service until this thing gets so big that we can go back and call it the comeback cougar bracelet because nobody will care. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? It doesn't really matter. What matters is the message and the message that you are giving to women to um, to really celebrate themselves and celebrate their power. And how are you, how are you doing this? Well, um, it, it's really funny because, as you said, uh, going into the segment, that I had absolutely no contact with, with women, uh, with, with military at all. You know, I'm from Canada. I didn't know anybody in the military here. But back in November, I started to get emails from women serving in Afghanistan that were reading my blog that were reading the Real Cougar Woman blog. And they were saying, oh, we love your blog. We read it every day. You're giving us such great information, and it's making us feel powerful. And and we need to be powerful over here to go out and do everything that we need to do every day in this combat zone. So that really blew me away. And let's just clarify for the non-military oriented listenership that although women are not officially in the front lines. They're not, you know, carrying guns in Afghanistan and Iraq. They are transporting them. They're transporting ammunitions. They're in the direct line of fire every day. And the issues that they deal with, with uh, the threats of IEDs and combat stress and traumatic brain injury are the same as the men. Major, major. And we, you know, just being a lay person, you don't hear the stories. But once you start to really get personal with these women and show them that you really care, the stories that you hear could make your hair curl. So believe me, they're, they, they've got issues, um, maybe even more issues than the guys because they're women. Uh, I would agree with that because not only are they women operating in a man's world in a combat environment, they're women dealing with their own host of emotions and hormones, and they're mothers oftentimes with their children at home in the care of someone else. Absolutely. And then they've got the guilt factor. You know, I left my kids at home to come over here. You know, and then they get a lot of flack over that. And then they're women. I'm talking about a male bastion. 
Uh, mm. I mean, Wall Street looks like a playpen compared to that. So, you know, they're always being put down. Their, their you know, ad- advancement is, is, you know, it's, it's not as easy for the women as for the men. So they have lots and lots of issues. So when I start to, to get these emails, I, I really didn't know what to do with them. I said, well, you know, this is... This is good, but what, you know, how can I help? And um, it was around Christmas, so I went to a jewelry designer in New York, and we designed the um, the Shining Service bracelet. And I sent boxes over to Iraq and Afghanistan for Christmas, and then I got women here in New, you know in in the states to 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 start wearing them as showing that their support and appreciation for women in the military. So, now the the bracelet, I just want to clarify, can that be found online at this point? Yes. It is on. It's on the Real Cougar Woman website. You will see okay. the, the the bracelet there, um, and so that was that was a good beginning. Um, but I said, well, we need more. So what what's next? And so the next thing that I did, we started to do these makeovers. Uh, we did our first one uh, during Fleet Week here in New York. Uh, we took twelve women that you know some were. Acting. Some were vets and some were military spouses because I include them in the group. They're they're giving up a lot uh, while while their guys are away. Um, so we did a makeover in Rockefeller Center um, and it was fabulous. They got new haircuts and massages and hair color and and gifts and dresses. I mean, it was wonderful and they loved it. And we just did another one in Maine uh, just a couple of weeks ago with my original group that are now back in Maine. So that was like extra special for me because these, these were my first email ladies. And so wow. that, was, that was terrific. Uh, we're going to do one uh, in November for Vets Day here, and then we're going to do another one for Christmas. And then I'm planning 2012. We're going around the country now going to be doing these makeovers. Because everybody loves them, and, and um, the, the salons love them because, it, you know, it gets them feeling like they're really contributing as well. Mm-hmm. And the media loves them because it's a great story, and that, that, you know, that makes us more visible, which is good for everybody. And um, so we're planning our 2012 calendar uh, for these makeovers, but even that's not enough. Because the women that have experienced the makeover say, well, it lasted for about two weeks, and it really made me feel feminine and wonderful, and I loved it. And when I looked in the mirror, I couldn't believe it. And then it kind of wore off. And I said, well, that's not good. So starting whenever it's finished, and I don't know, hopefully that will be before the end of the year, we're going to add on a three-month mentoring program at the end of the makeover. So they'll start with the beauty makeover, but then they are going to get a three-month mentoring program by an executive woman and a military woman that they will be assigned, and we're going to you know, we connect her back to her happiness, to her power, to all of the things that she needs to be reconnected to, to make a successful transition back into civilian life. Well, I'm happy to volunteer Harvesting Happiness for Heroes to collaborate with you in any way. Oh. If you need support, you know, we've got curriculum, we've got programs, and we can offer support to, to, oh. to help that. Well, that's fabulous because um, the women are very, very excited about it, and um, we have some women working on it, but yeah. And then I noticed that Syracuse University has a, uh, a program that for, for, you know, for uh, military uh, honing their entrepreneurial skills. So there's just a lot. I think that they need it all. 
But, you know, I, I think that they really need this connection back to who they are, their power, before they even go to, to get those further um, educational pieces, because um, if they don't have it, it, it it's not going to mean the same thing. They have to go in excited and really feeling that they can do it and knowing it's going to be okay. And that, hopefully that's what we will give them. Yes. And it is, it is, you know, the men and women that come home, sometimes they come home, their spirits are broken. They're uh, oh, disillusioned. Yeah. They're depressed. They've got issues reintegrating back into civilian yes. life, right. re reconnecting with the family. And these are yes. very, very real issues. And one that our government is not fully prepared to deal with is mm. these hundreds oh. and thousands of troops are coming home. Right. In fact, they've, they've got the, you know, the military, they've got their hands out and saying, help us. And I don't know if we, if they've ever done that before, but they're looking for, you know, groups like yours and mine to say, okay, help, help us uh, make that transition for these people because there's just so many and there's so much. Yes. And, and the help that, that the, the civilian population can offer in, in my mind, it is almost like our duty. No, you and I didn't uh, serve. We weren't drafted. We didn't, you know, conscript to go into the army. But this is how we can serve. This is how we can say thank you. And it is often awkward when we see a, a man or woman in uniform that we don't really know how to address them or and regardless of how we feel about these wars, they are out there protecting us or protecting right. our, our, what we believe in as Americans. And, and even with like the hurricanes, um, the National Guard, they're the first responders. They're the ones out there saving other people and putting their lives at risk. You know, so you don't even have to be in a war zone. Uh, this hurricane this weekend was a war zone, and, and the, those men and women were out there saving other people from, you know, serious injury and death. Yes. So, you know, they're, they're all over helping with so many different things, and they have to know that we're behind them. I agree. And, you know, although we don't know where life is taking us, we're at that one minute point again where I do yes. know where the next minute is going to take us. And that's actually awfully empowering for a change. <laughs> so we are going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to continue our conversation with Linda Franklin, the real cougar woman, and also the founder of the Shining Service Worldwide, which is how she's taking this concept of re-empowerment or igniting our power as women out into the military world to serve. So this is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and we will be right back and continue the conversation about the real cougar woman and being a real cougar woman. We'll be right back. Where is my heart? Where we know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. The trick to getting published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on Toginet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, 
Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flow students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's the trick to getting published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm here today with Linda Franklin, who is the real cougar woman. And I want to just really take a minute and redefine that. And a real cougar woman is is, is really like a five-carat flawless diamond. She is healthy, beautiful, has solid relationships. Her finances are in order. And she is seeking spiritual connection with herself and out in the world. And in other words, she's whole and she's she's got her game on. Welcome back, Linda. Thanks. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do, we do have a, uh, a caller or somebody who is actually on our Togi chat that wanted to ask a question. Sure. Um, and she also wants to offer you some assistance, Linda. She well, uh, has, uh, this is what I'm going to read to you. Yes, I would like to ask a question. This is La Bella Vita show hostess with the mostest. Oh, that's fabulous. Dawn <laughs> Catherine, she's listening in and would like to offer her beauty coaching services to Linda and would like to know how she can get in touch with her. Okay. So, this is generous and beautiful. So, Linda, um, you're at therealcougarwoman.com, and what is your email address that you're willing to make public? It's Linda at therealcougarwoman.com. Pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. Yeah. So, and and I and I, as I said to you, Lisa, I am. Uh, this is a new project. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, so I welcome uh, all the assistance that I can get. It's for the women and. Um, I'm taking it one step at a time. Well, you know, it's really interesting about this work, the service work and and doing for others because it really elevates our own joy and the joy of other people is when you put the when you hear the call, you go out into the world and you put put it out into the universe what it is you intend to do, um how supported we become. You know, oh, people boy. appear. 
Oh, boy. Uh, you said it. Uh, the, I think the most beautiful part of all of this is that there's no resistance. Everybody's saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? You know, what can I do? What, what can I give them? And, it, and it's terrific. Uh, and, and so I'm, it, it, that's working out really, really well. But now is the tough part. You know, um, I, I'm, I am not a not-for-profit. But now I am uh, working with a not-for-profit, and we are going to be a special project under United Veterans Beacon House, which supplies uh, housing and facilities for homeless vets. So wow. they've taken me under their wing, and um, so I'm going to be able to receive grant money um, and donations because um, – in the name of United Veterans uh, slash Shining Service. So that's going to make um, uh, a big difference because up until now, I have been funding all of this uh, on my own. Yes, I've been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that, I mean, that's, that's wonderful, but it can't, that, that doesn't have any longevity to it because after a while, um, it, it runs out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you need it, help. it does. It does yeah. run out, and the um, it's not just the the greenback that runs out; it's the emotional reservoir runs yes, out. Yes, yes. We're not we're not islands, and what I love about what just happened with Bella chiming in here is, you know, here's another person hearing the call that for whatever reason it yeah. resonated for her, and she's stepping up and saying, "How can I help?" And well, thank you, Bella. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Bella, and I will look forward to receiving your email. Oh, she'll check in because uh, she's she's tapping away at her keys, creating great, a cosmetic great. and wine empire. Hello, wine. Yes, that is a very good thing. We we need our wine, don't we? We need our wine, our W I N E, and we also need to learn the fine art of whining, W H I N I N G, to 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 make sure when we complain and quetch, we do it so it gets us somewhere. Uh yeah. Yeah, well, you know, catching never got me very far. But, yeah, you do learn how to ask for what you want in a way that um, works for other people. Yeah, and that's the art of the fine wine. It's, you know, uh, using our complaints and our criticisms constructively. To, yeah. to get us where we want to go. And, and, and actually whining, you know, that sort of annoying whine that kids do is not usually effective. The toe tapping, foot stamping, hands no. on the hips way does not work. No. And that's, and that's why I really have to pull myself back uh, from being too aggressive because that doesn't work either. If there's just some, you know, you find that place in the middle that, that works, you know, you're, it's not too, too overpowering and yet it's, it's, it's just enough. But it takes yep. work, like everything else. <laughs> this all takes work. You know, the, it, none of this is transparent. You know, the ability to be happy, to transform one's life, to rise from a dark place to a brighter one, it's not without work. And it's not without stress. But I want to emphasize that stress is not a bad thing. No, good stress is a good thing. Yes, yeah, good, good stress, stress is, is a good, good thing. Yeah, and this is this is a lifelong or lifelong project because it, it, this isn't something that happens overnight. It's it's a work in progress. Our life is a work in progress, and it keeps changing. And the happiness thing keeps changing all the time because the same things that made you happy at twenty aren't necessarily going to make you happy at fifty. So if you if you keep holding on to the past or what was, um, it it you'll find that. As you get older, that doesn't work anymore because you, you're constantly redefining what works for you. 
Yes, and it is the resiliency. I think if you were to ask anybody at any age what single ingredient gets them through a difficult time, it is the ability to bounce back. It is the ability to be resilient, which all of us don't possess those skills for. We, no. we have to learn them. Yes, and it's about believing in you and what you can do. And that's, you know, and that is what it's all about is knowing no matter what's going on around you that you're going to be okay. Yes, which is the trust and the spiritual or psycho-spiritual and emotional aspect of of being a real cougar and really of being a happy person, that there is a a belief in self and hope and optimism that take us, you know, from the dark place to the lighter place one day and step at a time. It doesn't happen, you know, in an instant. Sometimes you can have an epiphany that does that, you know, you get illuminated on some topic and like, oh, yeah, I got it now. Yeah, and it's, you know... um... It's, it's about re- when you're in that place and you, you feel your head going and you know the things that you're thinking about are not the things that you need to be thinking about because they're taking you to a very bad place. It's about reaching for that better thought. Okay, yes. what can I think about that's going to get me out of this black hole that I'm in now? And, it, you know, you don't go from black to white uh, automatically, but you, you, little steps work you out of it. Yes, and I and I can't emphasize enough that the service, you know, serve, 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 and that doesn't mean being sub- submissive or subservient, but it does mean going out into the world and being a part of it and not um, being mired in your own problems and situation to such a degree that you don't see yourself as out amongst the troops. Yeah, no, they, um, yeah, no, you're right, and I haven't done a whole lot of that before, but I'm certainly in it now, and it really, it really feels very, very good. And it's, it's your power. I mean, that's where your mojo's going at this point in your life. Yeah, well, you know, you never, this came out of the blue, so who knew? And, and so the real cougar woman, it was, it was like a natural fit because it's all about that connection, reconnection back to power. And, you know, these women really needed it. So it's, it's not that far afield. It's just taking it into a, uh, you know, into a, a different direction. And that's what I'm doing. And, um, I have no idea where it's going to lead, but that's okay. That's the, I guess that's the fun part of it. it. You just keep moving along and, it's going to, and trust that it's going to be taking you to the places that, that you need to go. And you will be okay, no matter what. I mean, that's the other part, that the yeah. trust in self and in the process and in that you are doing the right thing and it's leading you through one door and another door and people jump on board and say, yes, I want to help. Yes, I want to participate. How can we do this? How can we make it better? And that's what a leader is. And you truly are a leader. And I think that that is a, a component of this real cougardom as well. Well, thank you. Um, I'm, you know, I, it's it's a it's a joint effort. I've got a, a lot of interesting people helping me. Um, when I was in Wall Street, I worked for a company, and I was a partner in that company, but I didn't create that company, and it was already uh, moving very, very well before I came along. And I always thought, well, wouldn't it be lovely to create something from nothing, all on, you know, on your own, just have an idea and then just run with it and see what happens. So that's that's what I'm doing. Indeed you are. And there are many of us out there. There are many women of a certain age, wink, wink, who have gone through, you know, some dark nights of the soul or some adversity. And out of that is such power uh, and, and strength of heart and conviction to do something different, 
or do life differently so it becomes more joyful. And this is where being a woman, the girl power part, is is insanely powerful. Yeah. Um, you just have to, you know, be the, I think the most painful part um, of, of doing something <clears throat> is sitting on the fence. You know, when you're sitting on the fence, should I or shouldn't I, I mean, that draws real pain. At some point, you just have to get off that fence and just run with the ball and see where it takes you and have, have, take that risk and have faith that uh, it's going to be okay. It's the, in the doing something. It's, it's picking... the doing something, yeah. Because it may not be the thing, but it's a something that will lead you perhaps to something else that will lead you to the right something. And, and I know that some- sounds... Well, and it's a doing something that feels good, and that's how you check in with yourself all the time. Is what I'm doing right now feel good, or 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 do I really feel awful doing it? If it do, if it if it really puts you in a bad place, and you know you're not in the right, you're you know you're you're on the wrong path. Check in with yourself a lot to say what I'm doing now. Does this is this working for me? Do I feel good doing it? And if the answer is yes, you just keep right on going. Yep. You know, kind and legal. That's what I tell people. <laughs> be kind, be legal. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the rest will take care of itself. But it is, it does come from action. And sometimes even um, the action that is required is non-action to stop and listen for a minute when you're in chaos and you're, you're Oh, frightened. absolutely. Because when you're in chaos, you're in that bad place. And, I, and my new motto now is if I want to move, if I want to go faster, I have to slow down. Yes, indeed. Indeed, the motto of a doer. We are at the end of our hour, and I would love to have you come back and check in maybe at the at the end of the year or at the beginning of the new year because some of these events will have taken place. And um, you can reach Linda Franklin at therealcougarwoman.com. And I have a couple of closing thoughts that I always love to share here. And Linda, we hope you'll come back. You and I will connect separately. But here we go. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and Linda Franklin wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. We'll be with you next week. Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Togedash.